Show, ESPN Central Texas. It's a Monday. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. Thank you for what you do. Thank you, Ted Teague, out there. Matt Lively joining us now. Uh, you know him from KCEN Sports. That's Channel Six in Central Texas. The man loves his golf. Matt, I I, I ended my streak. I'd played in this tournament today. Uh, it's a, it's a booster club, my daughter's high school for like 10 years running. And I ended the streak today because I just felt like, Hey, I've got to do radio. I am going to, I am going to drive by later, but, uh, but boy, I, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough one. I, I bet you've, uh, played in your share of scrambles. Do you, do you enjoy the scramble or since you're sort of a, a purist, does the, um, <laughs> does the scramble drive you nuts? The fact that. You know, you go choose somebody's ball, and everybody picks up and goes to that ball. Can you can you enjoy a scramble? I think you're billing me as a much better golfer than I am. I love a scramble. Why? Okay. I, if I can get bailed out, if I can play a great golf shot for 18 holes, why not? But there are people who cheat in a scramble, and I don't like that. I mean, you get back to the clubhouse, and the scorecards just don't oh. add up. I don't believe it one bit. It's the worst. And then the, when they go ahead and, and let people that maybe turn in a 30 handicap and they're actually 15, you know, that people are going to cheat on it no matter what. But you're right. You No matter how well you play, if they do it the right way to scramble and handicap it, you always get in there thinking, okay, we got a shot. Okay, we've, we've had whatever <laughs> it is, 16 birdies. All right, we hadn't had any bogeys. We had a great day out there. Did we win? And and by the time they sort of put all the handicap in there, the winners got like a fifty-two or a fifty-one or something. You know what I mean? When they <laughs> when they add it all in, it's like you never you never have the chance you think you have in one of those scrambles. Now, Matt Lively, you have been uh, busy with all this high school baseball. Now, I want to start out with something I was just talking about, though. What about this Saudi Arabian, the Saudi Golf Tour? Uh, oh, yeah. This is this is a fascinating story, and today's big news is that Phil Mickelson will be on it. Now, we kind of thought that would happen, but Phil was waiting until the last minute. My theory and other people's theory is that Phil was just kind of trying to make them sweat a little bit, see if he could get his appearance fee up just a, just a bit. But I know you were tweeting about this earlier, Matt. He's still going to be able to seemingly – I don't think the USGA – or the Royal and Agent uh, from the U.S. Open and, and the in the Open, obviously. I think we're at St. Andrews this year. They're not going to turn him away. So this is about to become one of those really awkward deals where these guys are going to do their own thing, make enormous money, and still show up to play in the majors. Now, the the Augusta folks might turn him away, but but I I would think even the PGA of America. I'm not sure they would turn him away. I mean, it, it's not because it's not technically the PGA Tour. Um, this is going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. Are you going to be watching the new Saudi Tour? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'll start with this. Has there been something better for golf outside of Tiger Woods? When was the last time that this many people were talking about the sport of golf? I think it's great. 
Uh, I'm not impressed by the lineup. I mean, you've got Dustin Johnson, you've got Louis Oosthuizen and Sergio Garcia, and then you've got Phil now. It's certainly not guys that I'm rushing to the TV to watch, but it's something new, it's something different, and it's going to challenge the PGA, which you could make an argument for is a monopoly, and there could be you know, some antitrust lawsuits coming down about live and the PGA and well, why can't they play in both? I think it's going to be just be a great spectacle to watch and to watch unfold. And now that you've got lefty in it, uh, it only gets more interesting. I'm all for it. I love it. But I see who's even going to, who's going to put this on. That would not be interesting. Do we know yet? Like what? No, the the broadcast has not been announced. Who's going to air this? Who's going to touch this? Yeah, because the others are partners. The, the the NBC, your crew, is partners with the PGA Tour in such an emphatic, huge way. They can't be doing that, probably. CBS can't. No. ESPN can't. Fox could. Fox no longer has a tie-in. So, I, I mean, I'm thinking through my head and thinking who cares about, like, international-type stuff. Now, some of these tournaments, by the way, are going to be played right here in the United States. I mean, this is going to be so weird. And, by the way, Kevin Na has apparently withdrawn from the PGA Tour. So I guess I guess he's making a preemptive strike. I I don't know what I think about all this. I I just hate that Phil screwed it up as badly as he did. I hate that we had that wonderful of a story with someone 50 and over winning the PGA uh, championship. Part of that is because I'm sneaking up on that age myself. I love seeing people <laughs> at that age, you know, having huge sports success. That makes everybody feel great. And then, based on these comments, ends up this total pariah. I mean, other than the, the fall from grace that Tiger had, I mean, we've never seen somebody that beloved just completely the floor go out from under them. And, and quite honestly... <sighs> There's nothing that's happened other than John Rahm um, trying to say at least something nice about him. Phil has not really started his comeback tour yet, and I guess that'll and it's hard to start your comeback tour playing with on the Saudi tour because you got a lot of people who think that's a that's a, you know that's a uh, a wrong move. Two hours ago marked the first time that Phil Mickelson took to Twitter since February 22nd. He's a hard guy to, to shut up. I mean, Phil loves to talk. He loves making comments. He's great on social media. He hasn't posted anything since February 22nd. Um, but he's Phil. He brings eyeballs. So whoever ends up carrying this thing, maybe it'll be a Twitter or an Amazon Prime kind of deal. But whoever ends up carrying this will watch just for Phil. And I'm sure that you know he'll have a press conference and he'll finally get to say everything he wants to say publicly. But uh, it has been surprising that he has gone ghost mode completely off the face of the earth uh, for three months, counting. Yeah, it is, uh, it is very strange to watch. Talking to Matt Lively, Channel 6, you see him on NBC, he and Curtis doing their thing. Um, what are we doing? Uh, has, uh, have we got a replacement for Nikki yet? I mean, Nikki has uh, left us. She's, uh, she's gone off to Nashville. What's the uh, any news to report on that front, or have you just kind of uh, added a whole bunch to your your plate? I don't know. I don't know if I'm at. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to speak on that. I think uh, I would say you know wait wait a few weeks. 
I think there mm. there could be something in the works. Wait a few weeks, but there's no there is there any replacing Nikki Laterulo? There might be. I mean, we'll have someone, but Nikki Nikki Lat now we call her Nikki Nash. It's tough to replace. It's very tough to replace, but I had considered throwing my hat in the ring. Uh, but it sounds we like would have loved guys to have, have you. <laughs> most, mostly, Gosh. mostly decides to go the TV route. I, I, I've done, I've done my fair share of TV. Would have enjoyed it, but seeing you guys lug some of those cameras around now that scares me. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, I would have, I'd have to have a lot of tutoring, and I don't think you want to be the person to do that. Uh, now, Matt, you, I, I love that um, you all kind of spread out, and you'll, it, it, one guy goes and covers. One of the great things about uh, Central Texas is is each spring, whether it be track, softball, baseball, these schools do really, really well. And, and every once in a while, I'll throw out, I'll, I'll think, I'll feel proud of myself for hitting all the names, and then somebody will be like, well, yeah, Matt, China Springs still playing too. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And here they are. Um, this is, this is uh, enormous. And I, I was really glad to get to visit with you because you were at that Carthage series. And it, it, people yep. that don't know Carthage – they love their sports, and they're great at football. They've won a bunch of state titles, and obviously they take uh, baseball very seriously as, as well. I think that first game, if I recall, Matt, where you were tweeting from, was a 3-2 game. Um, and, and, and so obviously some really good pitching. What have you learned about this? Uh, about that? What, what, what was your biggest takeaway from that series, by the way? So I was able to catch game two. Game one, okay. game one was a Thursday. Game two was Friday. Uh, what I would take away from that, China Spring jumps on you really quickly. Um, they've scored in the first inning almost every game in these playoffs. Uh, and they have fantastic pitching. Cage McLeod, who started that game on Friday, he went into the eighth inning. It went into extras, and he got two outs in the eighth and then had to come out because he was at 110 pitches, which is the limit in Texas high school baseball. Uh, then they bring in a, a little lefty, Marco Rosales, and he was excellent as well. Um, he, there was an unfortunate play. So then in the same inning, they bring in a third pitcher, Trace Necessary, who's kind of their star, and he cleaned things up. So my takeaway is they're going to pounce on you early, and they have the pitching to go the distance. They have a lot of different arms that they can use. Uh, and now they've got Argyle. Uh, I'll say this about Argyle. I was looking them up today. I was kind of looking through their roster. They have a starter. His name's Evan Brandt. He has touched 93 with his fastball this year. And at one point, uh, he had something like 91 strikeouts to 15 walks through 50 innings. So China Springs going to need to pounce on this kid because he's really impressive. Man, I like that. I like that. I like when you dig in on that opposing team. And there's a team from the Metroplex that does some great things. Now, let's look out. Another team that you have seen in person is that Valley Mills team. Now, I saw your lineup for Wednesday. It's pretty cool. I think we got a, a noon Abbott. Um, my show's getting knocked off for a very good reason because we're going to have the Valley Mills game. Tom's going to be calling that at 4 o'clock. Uh, I mean, it, it, that's going to be it's going to be a really uh, uh, fun day uh, to have everybody involved. But tell me, uh, Valley Mills, I mean, what a, what a series that was. Valley Mills and Bosqueville get together at Baylor Ballpark. And I, I got to say, I thought Bosqueville might have been favored, even based on what happened in the regular season. What do you think Valley Mills 
did and and what and did they change anything maybe from the regular season to put themselves in position to pull this off? They are a mentally strong team. I was at their practice this morning. Uh, we've actually got a great story tonight at 10 on the Valley Mills Eagles on KCEN. But uh, my takeaway from that, Coach Doug Schoenfeld, he's, he's like a believer. He told his kids there was an 81-minute rain delay in that game. Uh, it was tied at four. And I think you're right. Bosqueville is probably the team to beat coming into the series, but the Eagles jumped on him. Uh, and then when that game went to the rain delay, all he told he, he said, hey, we're going to win. We're going to win this game. No doubt about it. Uh, before the game, he thought about throwing their third and fourth best pitcher. So, you know, maybe we'll throw these guys out here, but if we have to go to a third game, we'll have our ace ready. And all of his kids said, no, let's throw the ace out in this second game. We're going to beat him here. Uh, it's not often that you talk to a lot of these high school teams and they have the confidence that this Valley Mills team has. They just think they're going to win every time they take the field. Um, and they've got a good new home team that they're going to face on Wednesday, and they're as confident as ever. None of these kids has played on a state tor- tournament team. The last time they went was 2019, uh, or sorry, 2018, and, and none of them has, has played on that team, and they're just as confident as ever. That's my biggest takeaway from them. I- I'm excited to watch that. All right, and let's not forget about Abbott, home of Willie Nelson. Yeah. I mean, some 1A uh, involved there. Now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think what I used to do in Abbott. They used to have a place in Abbott called the Turkey Shop, all right? And you would stop <laughs> there, and that was a good place to get something, obviously known. I think I, I went to church. I attended church one time in Abbott. Uh, but that's it was very exciting to find out that Abbott was going to be playing in this thing. Have you gathered any intel uh, on what Abbott brings to the table? I was also at their practice this morning. Uh, I was all over. I mean, I had a a long day. Uh, Kyle Crawford (laughs) told me, he he said, uh, Dehannis is a a great team that pitches really well, and they have a couple sluggers in that lineup. Uh, But he uh, he called the Abbott Panthers a much more athletic bunch. They're going to kill you on the base paths. Uh, they know how to manufacture runs, and they know how to come back. They were down in their very first game in the regional final, 4 nothing after the first inning. Uh, they committed two or three errors in the first inning and then didn't commit another error in the next 13 innings played. So uh, that's a team that's really athletic, and uh, they have a history of winning. A lot of those kids won a state football championship this year, so they know how to win as well. I love this. And uh, do you know where Dehannis is? I always love it when I hear of a of a, a town that I'm not really familiar with or a school. Do you where in what Texas. part of te- <laughs> Matt? Where did you grow no, up? No other comments. <laughs> now you. Went hey, I got to, a, uh, I got a question for you though. Be- before yeah. we wrap up, I, I got to know you walked into a Marriott New Orleans uh, press row media room, whatever they set us up there with, in a shacket. Uh, yeah. I, I consider you the pioneer of the of the winter fashion shacket. What do I need to know for summer? What What is the clothing trend that you're going to pioneer, and, and where do I get it? Well, the summer look would be um, – I, I, Cricket is the is the, the is where that shack is <laughs> from, and that's kind of who – that's kind of what the summer wardrobe I'm going with. 
All right. Okay. And when you get a little older and get more seasoning, you can move into the kind of pants I wear. You still wear very thin, like probably, you know, 32 or 34 waist. Uh, I'm on up there a little bit. When you get to my age, if you can still wear like, like those AGs, that's the direction you need to go. Okay. So for a good okay. summer look, you want to go with some uh, maybe a nice linen button down shirt and some what they call AG jeans. But they almost double as as uh, slacks, kind of thing. So always a good look if you go to church or something. Okay, I'm not going to do this. Is the where pressure. I get all my fashion advice from, Matt Mosley. Yeah, never yeah. miss. Well, it. you you were excited about that shacket. I think you felt like I had it buttoned up a little too much, and so I've started going with the uh, the shacket open. But uh, I, I, I appreciate that. Where are uh, are you and I hope this I hope all this high school baseball isn't cutting into you and Chris's match play event speaking of uh, speaking of golf yeah i mean contrary to popular belief i do work i actually do work uh from time to time unlike after the big 12 tournament when we already had a tea time i did overhear chris saying that he had beaten me a few times let me just say i am very liberal when it comes to giving chris strokes that's the kind of guy I am. And then he, he comes right back at me. Well, I won the round. Well, I, I, I did let you take three drives off the first tee. So I, do, I just want to throw that out about Chris Williams. He's improved as a golfer, but he, he you know, I don't know if he plays as fairly as I'd like him to. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know, uh, since you have spent some time in Arizona, I did play years ago the Karsten Golf Course. And oh, just, Beautiful. Uh, and I was just looking it up right there on the uh, at the Arizona State it's campus, gone. and it it says it's, it's permanently closed. Oh wow! Yeah, well, wow, you know why? Phil sad. Mickelson built a brand new ASU student course called Papago. Oh. Karsten is way gone, and it looks like it's going to become the new home of the Coyotes. Uh, that's what that land will be used for. Oh wow! Okay, the team that was out in Glendale. Um, yes, the Coyotes a team that doesn't be... need to be in the state of Arizona. <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i i think we I, we got up very early because it was in august to play that it was before a cowboys preseason game back in the day cowboys versus cardinals that was played right there at the uh, uh i don't even think that was in glendale i think they played it at the cotton no, i think it probably was out in glendale all right uh matt good to visit with you and uh at some point we'll have to compare notes by the way on where the your livelies are from because that is that's one of my family names. So on my uh, unreal, on, on, all right. On my dad, my dad's side. In fact, I have a I have a niece named Lively because of that. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll compare notes at some point. But uh, appreciate you being on, and uh, good luck with all your baseball coverage Wednesday. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. There he goes, Matt Lively, Channel Six, one of our local talented young guys and uh boy the young guys and women that we have out there we're really fortunate in central texas to have some very good ones you hear curtis quillen chilling with quillen every uh oh every friday at 4:20. and uh matt we've heard from matt and chris williams lately a really good group uh darby's been on with us so it's a uh, it's a fun uh, fun cast of characters out there in central texas okay Let's do some Campus Confidential. We'll turn it over.